Welcome back to episode 121 of the Boys of 161st Street. Today you got Luke Murph and Damon Chandler is actually in the city and he just decided that he wanted to go see the Statue of Liberty and do some other touristy thing because he's from South Carolina and who cares. But how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. Yankees take two out of three against the Astros. Before this series even started, go back in time to when we were talking about the low point of the Yankees. We looked ahead to the schedule. Just a little recap here. We looked at the schedule ahead. We had four against the Orioles. We had three against the Tigers. I said if we go seven and two there, seven and three, I think it was. Then we got the Astros series. Everybody gets juiced up for the Astros, cheaters, whatever. New York's going to go wild. The Bronx is going to go wild. It's going to light the fucking season up, and that's going to be the starting point. Season starts there. That pretty much happened. So I <laughs> pat ourselves on the back, pat myself on the back. So we're back. World Series is back on, right? Yeah, last time I was on, uh, I before my little hiatus, I'm pretty sure we were still upset. Like I think it was maybe yeah, after the upset. first two games of the Orioles series, and things were like, hmm, who knows? But uh, yeah, the sweep of the Tigers is huge, and taking two from Houston was also awesome. That was like the most fun I've had watching them this year against Houston, especially the first two games, because everybody was just booing. Looked electric in the stadium, and Michael K kept saying it sounded like there were fifty thousand people there, even though they're only like, I don't know, was it ten thousand? Yeah, people so, were loud. Was it was a little over ten thousand. People were loud. We didn't unfortunately get to go to the games, but we wanted to and couldn't make it. But dude, people were loud. People were giving it to them just like we expected them to. I mean, everybody marked their calendars for this, and we obviously knew this was going to happen too, just regardless, because you know they obviously cheated, but. Like, just by the responses from other people, like Judge and, you know, like, just everybody they ask, like, oh, what do you think the fans are going to do? It's like, the fans are fans are going to do what they're going to do. Even here, DJ starts saying stuff like, they, they always ask that dumb question, that dumb, you know, reporter question, like, oh, well, you know, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think about the Astros cheating? Do you think they still deserve it? It's just like, <laughs> honestly, I expect them to be like, of course, but... I didn't expect DJ to say that, and DJ was just like, you know, I mean, they're kind of used to it by now. It's not going to stop anytime soon. You could tell that was his way of saying, go fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. He won't say it like that, but that was his way of saying those guys are the worst. I hate them. He said that all with, like, blinking his eyes. Yeah. Can you imagine if there was a a whole whole packed stadium there? No. We probably could have heard it from here. Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys would have heard it, like, in Manhattan. Like, it was crazy. Like, even watching it on TV, you could it, it felt like there was a full crowd there. It was I'm not used to that, because, you know, for the last two years, you haven't hardly been able to hear, like, genuine crowd noise. I'm, uh, I'm so excited to go to a game at full capacity and, and like, I, I, for, I forget. That's happening. Have we I talked forget. about it on the pod yet? No, no, we haven't. But also, like, we don't even know what the... It's very confusing what the rules are. Because aren't they doing just, just full capacity Breaking sections? news, breaking news. Oh. <laughs> You're the breaking news guy, so... Well, I thought they said they're only doing full capacity sections for people that are vaccinated. So yeah. it's not, like, full capacity, full capacity. But they'll still probably squeeze, like, 30,000, 40,000 in. That confused the hell out of me. So what? So are they just, like, segregating people, like, by, by if you got the uh, vaccine or not? I guess... <laughs> They're distancing people. I think the the section so for people is the that whole aren't vaccinated open? is distance. I don't know when this is being implemented. I just my understanding was that there are sections that are going to be socially distanced for those who are not vaccinated, and then for those who are vaccinated, you can sit in full capacity sections of the stadium. And I think that's true for City and Yankee Stadium. Okay. Well, I, regardless, sounds like there's going to be more fans allowed in the stadium very times very soon. So that's fun. Do you want to get into the hot or not? We can get right into the conversation. Do it. Doing that. So, Go for it. Uh, it obviously, there's a few names than one name that will obviously make this list. But without further ado, let's get into hot or not. So basically, for those of you listening for the first time, hot or nots are just lightning round, bunch of stats for the last week or so of any players who are hot or not. Murphy, you're going to do the knots. Damon, you're going to do the hots today. 
and they're going to basically say buy or sell that they're going to continue being this hot or continue being this not. Okay, so let's get into it. Giancarlo Stanton. How about this guy, dude? I mean, six last six games, he has a 630 batting average. Just unbelievable. Three home runs, nine RBIs, a 385 weighted runs created plus. Not to mention that he's on a 12-game hit streak, and he's got about a billion home not not a billion home runs, a billion hits during that time span, all of which there was some wild stat. I, this was a long one. There's some wild stat that he was going, uh, what was it, the most ever since names like Bernie Williams where he hit exit velos of whatever, 117, whatever it was. Are you buying that he's this hot and he can continue being this hot? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Not not that in my mind. Maybe not this hot, but... No, the, we'll, this, we'll get back in. More, more on that later. More on that later. So the Yankees starting pitching staff, the Yankees starters three earned runs or less in the last 15, 15 of the last 16 starts. And since that dates back to 4-18, April 18th, and they have a 2-6-9 ERA during that time. I'm buying. You got faith in the pitching staff? I do. Okay. Starting and end, relieving or just? No, just starters. I'm buying still. Still buying? Yep. Labor Torres, last five games, five walks, basically a walk per game, only one strikeout, 278 batting average, and a high IQ play on the bases. One of the most exciting plays that I've seen. Yeah, he buying for sure. Okay. I, I'm, putting, I'm putting more money on him. More money on him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for, let's get into for, a lot mean, of, for a lot of reasons. The Stanton, the, what was the Stanton set that I was trying to regurgitate in, in real time there? That sense that unconscious. Was, he's unconscious. It's actually silly at this point that he's hitting this well. It's actually absurd. Like there was no way he was hitting another home run today, and then he hits another home run today. Could you, know you imagine? Look- Sorry, Dan, but could you imagine just being any pitcher that has to face him right now? No, no. did you see the meme that like- I posted about that? It's from a Black Mirror, the guy who just jumps off the building. And he's oh like, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Every pitcher that ever has to face John. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. Like when I he's this hot, like. He's got to be like I'd rather face Mike Trout when Mike Trout's like hot than John Carlos Stanton when he's hot because he's just that much better when he's hot. Like he does. Mike this, Trout's though. so good because he's so consistent. Yeah, yeah. And John Carlos Stanton just is on fire when he's hot. He the- does this and he'll get so low at times too, which is why a funny thing that we were talking about before is how quick that Yankee fans went from booing him on his first strikeout or whatever the fuck it was to uh, did you hear the MVP chance? Oh the- yeah. We hear, the fun part about having ten percent capacity is you hear every people everybody's conversations basically. Well, and that's what Michael K was saying. Yeah, is that nobody should boo. They should just all start like stay quiet and just yell various creative insults <laughs> out from from the stand so they'll be able to hear them. Well, here's here's the thing. Isn't that wild though that they? Yeah. they I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, not wild. It's, it's not, not wild. wild. It's very it's, predicted. We we knew this was going to happen. The Yankee fans are are this way. But also, this has been a long time coming for Stan. It's not like he. Yeah. Has been, you know, is this is this is uh, not expected. This is this is fucking wild, and c- coming off of you know, not you know, a very underwhelming last couple of um, I don't know, I guess for lack of better words, like a seasons or half seasons or whatever it may be, injury lists and stuff like that. Th- this is this is massive. So we definitely had the right to boo him in the beginning, but now yeah. he's. In the beginning, yeah, I was for very sure. against the booing. Yes, he was he was in a bad spot, but it's a long season. I was personally not one of the people who booed. I will take that to my grave. I hundred percent was. I made. I've never booed a person that's on the. Well, we I, talked I, about I this. I haven't either, but I've talked shit about him for sure. Of course, we can talk shit about him. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's why we call ourselves the Gordon Ramsay Yankee Podcast. We we intentionally are more you know critical of the players because it's fun, but you know. Stanton obviously was going through a rough patch. He he does this though. Was what I was saying before. He always gets so cold and he gets so hot. I mean, remember him in the playoffs? Before the playoffs, I don't think he was that hot. And then the playoffs come around and he's a one man wrecking crew and he does it literally by himself. Yep. The last this whole series, it was literally just him. This last twelve game history, it's brought, it's been mostly just him. And you know when you have a player like him that can actually do that and literally, baseball is a, a sport where you can't really just rely on one person. I mean, notice Mike Trout. Mike Trout has been the best player in baseball, the best player we've ever seen, and he hasn't made the playoffs ever. And he also has Shoei Otani and a few other pieces, but that just goes to show you that one person 
can't really do much and can't carry a team. But Stanton is coming as close to carrying a team by with one person as a, per, a person can humanly be. Like his 385 weighted runs created plus. If you don't realize what weighted runs created plus is, it is on a 100 being average scale. So he is, I don't even know, I can't even do the math on that. I think he's like 3,000, no, it's like 380% better than the average per, MLB player. Yeah. Not average person, MLB hitter. The, the thing that I love the most about him going through this streak right now is that the other, the other day, he, he literally hit a home run that day, and I think he hit a home run and a single. And it might, be, it might not be the exact situation, but it was his third at bat or, what, or something like that. And he popped it up and he went back and dug out and he was fucking pissed. Like he was like, sl- I don't know if anyone saw this, but he was like slamming his, his bat and his helmet into the, the locker. Like he was like, um, just being very, very, very upset openly about it. And that to me is like, this guy is locked in right now. He's upset that he popped it up after hitting a home run what and a this? single already. This was two to eight, two games ago. Oh, like during the hot streak. Yeah, I during, thought you meant like before. No, I'm he, saying I'm saying what cold. what I love most about this right now is that even during this hot streak, he's still beating himself up because he popped up a ball. How wild is it too? I know this is a lot on Sen, but this is the main talk of the town right now. So we're gonna keep fucking gassing his tires up. How wild is no, it that he's batting average? Tires, you pump tires. We pump tires. He's got the gas from the pump tires. Whatever the hell he's got, he's no. got it all. So I don't give a fuck. Stanton, how wild is it that his batting average was like a 158, I think it was, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and now yeah. it's like, what is it right now? It was 314 before the game. Before the game. So now yeah. it's probably around there still, but just unbelievable. I mean, I know it's early. He absolutely is in the MVP conversation, right? I mean, it's so early yeah, for MVP. When is the last time a DH has won MVP? I know it's early to, to talk about him, oh, he's going to win MVP. But obviously, we know he, he he's done it before. He's he can do it, but he played outfield at the time. That absolutely yeah, just this other guy in the Dave American Ortiz. League. Yeah, I know. This guy, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, Mike Trout. He's he's oh. actually kind of up and coming. He's pretty good. I thought so you he were, might give Stan a run for his money. I thought you were, no player. I'm just no saying, players ever won the MVP. Okay, as a so DH. he's just not going to win MVP then. Because I, I thought can. I thought you were saying there's this player, his name is David Ortiz, and he had, he never won one, so if he didn't, then Stan can't. That's what I thought you were going oh, with that. No. No. Obviously, we know Mike Trout does it from both sides. and So nobody's well, yeah, no DH has ever won? probably no. just can't get a big enough war as a as a strictly yeah. a hitter. I feel like Nelson Cruz would have come close. He, he was the closest to doing it last year. Last year? Yeah. That guy. Somebody's going to check him for roids. Here's the thing. Like, I, even if uh, like even if Stan did win and I'm a Yankee fan and I love him, I I personally, like, MVP, I'm not – I can't get behind that. I think you need to play in the field. My I'm personal, not in the My category. personal opinion. I agree. So, well, so uh, Dave Ortiz came in second in 2005. He came in third in 2006. And Victor Martinez came in – Second in 2014 MVP voting. As so you can DHs. come close. You can come close. Edgar Martinez, Victor, or Victor Martinez. Victor Martinez. I said Victor. Sorry, did I said Edgar. Oh. So I think no, no, no. You said Victor. I didn't know if you meant Edgar. I think moral of the story is you can come close, but I think the deciding factor with the voters is this guy played the field, the one who obviously won in all those years, and the other guy didn't. And that's that's if, evi- if that's the evidently- fielding guy. If the guy ahead of you is a is a above average fielder, then yes. But if he's like also a primary hitter and not a great feeler, then I can make the case for it, but obviously very early, but yeah. it's just, it's just crazy to see that he's hitting like this and I hope it continues. Obviously it's never going to continue to the, at the level it's going right now, which is not humanly possible. It's never been done at a, at a large sample size. So it's just cool. It's just very cool to see. And I'm very happy to see it. Uh, when would dude, when him and judge are in the lineup together and this is, Honestly, some of the few times we've ever seen them together. Judge, last couple games, hasn't been playing too well, but you know we might talk about him in a little bit. But like when just having those two in the lineup and him in the two-hole, I don't know if you want to get in that conversation now. Let's talk about it. Do you like him in the two-hole, Stanton? I do. It's easy to say that because he's been hitting the cover off the ball since they slid him into the two-hole. But I was talking Hard to, to no. Mern, one of my roommates, and I said, you know what, you know what I like about it a lot? 
is that when he goes yard, I know they did this anyway because Judge was hitting two, Stan was hitting three, but that little like between the legs and up thing that they do when mm-hmm. after Stan hits a home run, it's there are you couldn't handpick two players in baseball to do that and have it look cooler because they're both like trees trunks. They're huge. <laughs> I never, so, I never liked. So cool. Yeah, I never liked that they never put them back to back. Whether it was Judge two, him three, they always used to spread them out. I feel like I feel like Stanton was like four. There was always a buffer between them. They never did it back to back. Logically, I was okay with the the buffer normally, but now, dude, I don't. Now I don't want the buffer now. Like now, I'm okay with it. Now I, that I've seen it, Stanton's I, gonna see pitches now because yeah. he's got Judge backing yeah. him up. So like, I never hate liked the buffer, and I didn't realize how much I didn't Actually, like the DJ's buffer until I see this. Because how are you going to pitch around Stan? You physically cannot because Judge is behind him. Mm-hmm. Also, also, regardless if these guys are hitting well or not, let's say they're both in slumps. Yeah, you're still not going to you're still not going to go right at them. You're still going to pitch. You're still going to be afraid, right? So just having those two guys back to back, just as a an idea, they don't have to hit the ball. Just as a concept, having those two massive human beings back to back who hit the cover off the ball is petrifying. Yeah, you think and if Judge, do you think they're the best one, two, three? Was that what? Do you DJ. think DJ Stanton and Judge are the scariest? Maybe one, two, three in baseball. And I think the only. Yeah. I think yes, and like the only one who's close is probably. Uh, I'm thinking like Dodgers. I was gonna say Braves. I was gonna say Braves. I don't think the Braves, Dodgers. Braves too. I yeah. Okay. The Braves. No, the Braves are probably scarier. I don't know. Because Albies is Acuna and Freeman. I would yeah, take. Freeman I would take ours over. I, yes, the top two: Acuna and Freeman. I think Albies waters it down a little bit compared to our uh, top three. He's been batting like five, six. It makes now, it though. tough. They, they it's also switched lefty righty. I may so be, like you can't. Yeah. You're not. No matter what arm you're throwing with, you're facing two guys on the opposite side. That's true. Whereas yeah. if you're a righty, all three of the Yankees are righties. I may be biased, but I'll take DJ Judge and Sten over. That is that is cl- yeah. tough bargain. That's close. The only other one that I think would be relatively close is the Angels being Mike Trout and Otani. I think it's yeah. David. They, I think David, David Fletcher is. But David Fletcher is eh. But Otani, yeah. Otani, and Trout get it going on their own. They get themselves <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's scary too. Yeah, I don't know who. Definitely else. top three. If they're all hitting, then yes, that, that's like the boys are bopping. The boys are bopping. Then yeah. Uh, DJ hit three hundred. Oh, another one. Another one could be the Nationals with Turner Soto. And whoever else, <laughs> Turner and Soto, yeah, but oh, Turner exactly. Soto was fun. So I think it's, everyone I think it's we just named, like everyone we just named had like an iffy third person. I think we have the strongest yeah. because that's the, we have three strong people. I there's agree, no, yeah. there's no iffiness. I don't that's know. I think that's a word. We're, we're over iffying David Fletcher. He's better than we're making it out to be. Either way, this Either is the Yankees yeah, podcast, whatever. not an Angels podcast. This isn't the boys of Angels land. Um, boys yeah. of City, First Street of Anaheim. So you you bought. I know we talked a lot about Stanton. We got in a lot of other conversations. So back to your your buys. Yeah, obviously I think you're gonna super buy Stanton, right? That's just yeah. That's, that's like okay. I'm gonna up that shit on Reddit. Sure. Um, that was weird. That was weird. Um, <laughs> with the Yankee starting pitching you bought. Yeah. At this rate, I mean they the the stat that I read to you was Yankee starters have given up three earned runs or less in 15 of the last 16 starts. Yeah. And a little, a little fun extra stat that I didn't want to put in there. Uh, they have Yankees ERA as a whole, not just starters, not just relievers, uh, have the lowest AL ERA. The Nash or the Padres have the lowest in the in the Major League Baseball. Yeah, so they, they said that on the broadcast. Yeah, so the Yankees have the lowest in the AL with three point zero eight. The entire pitching staff, and that is the lowest for the Yankees in. Uh, after 29 games since 1981. Hmm. Pretty cool. And that is relatively big sample size. I mean, a month is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought a little most, over a month. What? A little over a month. Yeah. I, I mostly bought... I, I mostly bought because... Um, of the continuous improvement of the pitching staff, of the starting pitching staff. I think everyone's gotten better each start, and that's the main reason why I feel like I'm more confident each each time I go out there. And 
especially because you know Kluber went out there lights out, and then we got we got guys like Domingo and Montgomery who are potentially you know when we get down to playoff talk, we're getting you know those two guys are going to go up for a a third you know in spot in the rotation, fourth spot in the rotation. If those guys keep producing and being consistent and improving. That that's that's all we need, and I think that they've all been getting better or kind of like stayed the same a little bit, and that's why I'm buying because like they're always they're always getting better. Um, um, that's my case. I agree. Um, it's interesting that we're leading the. I'm sure after today, we, that might not be true that we're still leading uh, in ERA in the AL. But also, other than outside of Cole, I don't think any of our starters have under a three ERA because a lot of them have gotten banged up in at least one game. Like I know Montgomery is somewhere in the fours. Herman, I think is in the fives. Uh, Kluber Tyone or Tyone, I think is in the fives and I think Kluber is in the high threes. So, I mean, they, in the, like you said, Damon, those ERAs are getting better. Like they each got, you know, kind of batted around in the beginning. So they were had lofted ERAs in the beginning and then they're slowly coming down. Um, as they're pitching well consistently. Yeah. The one thing that does worry me is that the Yankees are four and three this year when Garrett Cole starts. Hmm. And Garrett Cole, four and three. They said it in the post game wow. today. I that they, I was shocked yeah. by it. I like didn't believe it really when they said it, but they said in games that. that Cole has started because he got some no decisions. He's four, the Yankees are four and three. Well, that makes sense actually. Now that I think about it, we haven't been scoring runs, so he got the Degrom treatment for. That's, what, that's exactly what popped in my head is that he's throwing sub two ERA almost. If yeah. he actually might be sub two, and we're four and three. Speaking of him a little bit, I just love how angry he gets when he gives gives up a home run. Like when he gave up that home run today, both of them to Jordan Alvarez, who obviously you know. Knows a lot about Cole, so I think the advantage goes to the hitter. I, you know, I don't know. He knows a lot about Jordan, his weaknesses. So I don't know. I guess it goes either way. But you could see how visibly angry he got when he gave up the home runs, and I think he screamed "motherfuck" when he gave up the second one. And I just like the the just tenacity and the how angry he gets. Just one little mistake. He still only gave up two runs on on the night. Yeah. Uh, two solo shots, both from the same guy. Yeah. Who he doesn't match up well with. I mean, Alvarez is like a guy like Cole's kind of worst nightmare. Like he's a tall lefty guy that has really good lefty power, and you're pitching at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That that can happen. Yeah, it's and a nightmare. I mean, it's a nightmare. He he, he was in tanks though. That, him and that was, Choi. I mean, they were tanks. Yeah, he, <laughs> they were fucking they were over the middle, and they literally went so far. Yeah. But I mean, that's a good the hitter. thing that surprises me about tonight. And that's so different from every other Cole start. Is that he only had four strikeouts and I think like eight yep. swing and misses, and he still only gave up two runs on two solo home runs. Dude, so he doesn't need to rely on the strikeout. Yeah, he, you mentioned why not when you can. Yeah. But on a game like today, he was still getting soft contact when he couldn't strike him out. Dude, he he had he had two strikeouts going into the seventh, I think, and then he finished the game with four. That's that's never going to happen ever again. Like that's like a once in a. It's good, it's good offense. They may have cheated. Yeah, they definitely cheated, but they still, that was the whole reason why everyone was pissed because they were already good and they cheated. There's no discounting. They're still a good team. They're, they're definitely, they can hit the ball. Especially that's, hitting, yeah. That's one scary lineup offensively, at least. And it's just, you know, when you put that into the chat uh, uh, for the topics while it was going on, and I first thought that came to my brain was who the fuck cares? Because as long, I mean, that's that's the just talent of of such a good pitcher. Like you can get the soft contact, you could get only three strikeouts some days. Some days you're just not gonna get the swings and misses, and it just won't fucking matter. So I'm not saying that like as a you know, Damon, you're the worst type thing. I'm saying it as like if you guys, anybody in Yankee Land, is worried about him having only three strikeouts, you're you don't have your priorities straight because he still fucking pitched a gem while giving oh, yeah. up two solo shots. And the beauty of pitchers that are that good is exhibit a look at what verlander did on the same team he led the majors in home runs but they were all solo shots because you don't let people on base your whip is really low and that's that's what it is with cole he's always going to give up you know not always but the majority of them are going to be solo shots because he doesn't let people on base yeah and whether the strikeout numbers are up or down they will one million percent be up but on a single game basis if they're down who the fuck cares because he's still going to shove no matter what. Yeah, and like, I feel like 
I was just I was just like quickly like the crazy part is like I didn't even um I didn't even realize that was happening until K said it in the seventh inning. And I was watching the entire game. Which is crazy because like it looked like he was pitching a pretty decent game, but then he goes out there and I'm like and they say, Oh, he only has two strikeouts. I'm like, What? He's a he's a strikeout pitcher. That that's his thing. He strikes people Ooh. out. Cares. But I'm just I'm just saying it was it was fascinating because he looked like he was still having a good game and he wasn't it didn't look like he was. I'm saying it did look like he was. It didn't just look like he was actually having a good game. That's what I'm saying. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. No, you he said and it was still looking like he was th- having a good game. I was saying it's not looking Meaning like Damon was observing that he was having a good it game. It was actually yeah. having the good game. We're whatever, keep going. I I'm confused. Go ahead. So (laughs) (laughs) I sent this, uh, I think, before the game started, but um, Cole obviously is a huge strikeout pitcher. Same with Bieber. He has only allowed three walks the entire season, and that went through today because he didn't walk anybody today. So before the game today, his strikeouts to walk ratio was 20.667, almost 21 strikeouts per walk. The next highest guy in the AL. This guy Irvin from Oakland. Who? 6.9. Who? Irvin from Oakland. Santana? That's crazy. So That's he's never, last name. Well, he's so he had a, he has a 20. Well, now it's probably even more because he had add four strikeouts and not another walk. Yeah. So now it's probably over 21 strikeouts per walk. And the next, and wow. so say Shane Bieber, for example, is who's third, who also, I think he's the only person in the AL with more strikeouts than Garrett Cole right now. He is a 5.1. Holy crap. And Cole has a 21 point something. Holy crap. He's, I mean, like, that, that's, that's a thing. holy, that, that's what? a holy crap. You just sound that's like a holy crap. Though, a that he's not just a strikeout pitcher. Yeah. Like Shane Bieber is just a strikeout pitcher. And he walks a lot of guys too, and he doesn't give up a lot of hits, but he get, you know he gives up a decent amount of walks. And he's third in strikeout to walk ratio, and he's not even sniffing Garrett Cole in that category. Shane Bieber sucks. I'm kidding. He, he just sucks against no. the Yankees. We oh, we have his number for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, we do. Last two games, we've fucking knocked the him other out. one. I don't know too much about fielding independent pitching Fip. as a stat. It's I don't, yeah no I don't know too much about it. It takes out the, the fielding aspect. So if the fielder is making an error, so an average fielder would make the play. Is what it's you you level the playing field as if you had average fielders behind. No you. no no I get that. I'm saying like the, the values right. So Cole has a point four seven fit, and the guy in second is Nate Evaldi who has a two point one two. It's on the same scale as ERA. So it it tells you basically, you know. If a good okay. ERA is two five, oh, got it. three. All right, so he has an, he has, he has point four seven, which Zero means that seven. which means that his ERA is actually well, his ERA is actually like a one something, right? Which means the yeah. Yankee fielding is shit. Pushing because two. if the Yankee fielding was better or average, his that's basically saying if the Yankees fielding was average, he would have a point zero whatever ERA. Zero four seven. Yeah, so that's ridiculous that that number is what it is. Which is really. I'm assuming Degrom is pretty close to that, but no, that, that, we don't know if I don't think their fielding. That's is just bad. the AL. We don't know. Okay. We don't know if their fielding is bad. We just know that they don't put up runs for him. So it, that makes so no, much I'm sense. Thinking, I'm curious what his FIP would be because his ERA is lower. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's it's very honestly obvious at, now that you know what FIP is that his FIP is ridiculously low because the Yankees lead the league in errors. So. Well, that's what that just how crazy that was is why I wasn't sure how it was based like similar to ERA because his was so significantly lower yeah. than guys two through ten. Yeah, if anybody in, in baseball would have that big of a discrepancy between their actual ERA and FIP, it would be Garrett Cole or anybody any pitcher on the or, Yankees or, or Degrom. I'm willing to admit that Degrom is better than Cole and is probably going to be one of the better pitchers that we see. I, I agree, too. I'm just saying only because I know how bad the Yankees' defense has been. I don't think the Mets' defense has been that bad. Their offense hasn't been good. But No, yeah, no. That's yeah. what. That's the difference between FIP and ERA. All right. Bless you. Want to do, want to do the uh, the knots? Kinda yeah, I carried away with that. I forgot we're still on that. Yeah, let's do it. Murphy, what yep. do you got for us? Music is not playing. Here we go. All right, Murph. So we got some knots. It has been very high times in Yankee land, and we feel great. But, you know, 
Gotta shed some light on the things that don't happen so good. So, you know, I was looking at the judges' numbers, and, you know, when the boys are bopping, we want two and three being going going deep every time. Doesn't seem like that happens all the time. They don't really, you know, I've never seen a time where they're both completely locked in and in sync. So, judge, the last two games, this is just a two-game sample size, Murphy. I know you're a big sample size advocate, but 0 for 9 with seven strikeouts, Murphy. You worried or no? Not worried. This is a YouTube show yeah. also, but no, podcast, not use your words. Not worried. Okay. Kyle, I, I would have been worried if he had nine consecutive because okay. that would have tied the record. Would it? Reggie Jackson. That's nine tough. straight. Yeah, he's a little. Kyle Yashioka, one for 12 with a double four strikeouts. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. I'm more okay. disappointed uh, sh- than worried. We'll get into it. <laughs> this is just like answer the like question. Mother. Clint Frazier, two for his last 16 with two home runs. I'm worried. So you were worried about Judge or no? No, you weren't worried no. about Judge and you worried about the other two. I was not not worried about Judge. I was disappointed about Higashioka and I'm worried about Frazier. <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. It's worse. So <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about Judge. Yeah, it's two games, but we saw the first however many games for Stanton and now look at him. And Judge is the exact same way. So there's I will no say need. I hope they can get hot at the same time one day. That would be really cool. That's what I was saying too. Like I don't remember one time ever where they were both just not even how Stan is right now. I haven't seen a time where they were both just cruising at an above average level. One is always not and one is always hot. Whenever we do whenever we do this or segment one is always hurt. Yeah, that's it. Well when they're in the lineup especially also. They've never they've barely been in the lineup together, period. Now they're heading back to back, so maybe that, you know, helps each other out. But I just I feel like every time we do this segment going forward, I know it's a new segment, but I feel like every time we have Stanton or Judge in the hot, the the opposite will be in the not, and that's just the way. That's a that's a thing to look forward to every episode. I feel like it's just going to continue. It's just it's always been and it always will be. I hope it doesn't because because you imagine if both of them are just mashing baseballs. I don't think. I think that's like too powerful. Like no, you know what I mean? Like I that's like that, letting it like they're both just too powerful that they can't coexist in the same lineup hitting baseballs that hard at the same time. Like yeah. it would cause like a glitch in the matrix. You'd have to give you have to give the rest of the league a break. You have to. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to both start like every count down oh one because they're just too good. <laughs> <laughs> quick quick counts, turn them on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick counts. All right, so the, the two that I really wanted to talk about more is because uh, Higgy has been in the hot category last week, I think it was, or uh, last time we did this. Yeah, last week. I think he was in the hots. We should start keeping track of that. Like, who were the last weeks and see where we can stand in the next week? Coming yeah, up. we should keep a record. Chandler should do Chandler, that. Chandler should do that. When he, takes back from, when he comes back from PTO um, or uh, wherever he is touring the city. Uh, Kyle Higashioka won for his last 12 with a double 4Ks. You know, he, he was on the hots last time and his WRC plus was somewhere in the 300s just like Stanton is right now. So basically flip the two, not as great as Stanton has been, but Higgy was obviously fool's gold and we were in the hot. People sold it real fast because, you know, he's not going to be doing Stanton type things. Stanton, you'll buy that because this is what he won an MVP for. This is what he makes so much money for. Kyle Gashioka is now not. Is he coming back down to earth? Is that why you sold him? Is this what you think he's going to be? Or is it like a happy medium between the two? Well, so for me, we were when we were talking about him in the hots, I was uh, kind of arguing that we should throw him in the lineup every like more often than Gary and see how he actually does. And we've done that and he's now not playing well. So that's why I'm not, I'm not like my expectations weren't high enough to be worried about him. Whereas they are for Clint Frazier, which we'll get to, but I'm disappointed that this little experiment of putting him over Gary hasn't paid off at least yet. I, and I, it's going to be interesting. I agree with that, but it's, I mean, he's had 12 at bats. I'm not, no, that's true. I, I think it's a small sample size. And either way, I'm more com- I right now. I'd rather have him behind there than than Gary every day. I agree, but just for defensive reasons. And Gary can't hit either. Second, Gary can hit better than he can. Well, Higgy's shown he's been a better hitter this year so far. No, I agree. So why not? You know, Gary will still get his, his starts to try and figure it out. I'm not, I'm not saying that, 
But as of right now, I feel better with Higgy behind Dish right now, regardless. I agree. And I feel like if we, you know, again, we, we got to keep playing him and see what happens. You can't, you can't just, but, the, but then again, I feel like that this is such a boon thing to do. It's like, right. no, well, it you know, well, 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 Hey, you're going to get more playing time, buddy. I promise. I'll say it publicly just to make, to make it seem like I'm actually doing it. Oh and no, then, he's actually doing it. Though. And then get, no, but, it, but not yet. It's only been 12, 12 at bats. It's only been like three games. So I guess who knows? Then like a week later, Gary Sanchez is going to start playing more. And they're like, ah, you know, the thing I said earlier, that was, that was a lie again. You know, go talk to Clint. He knows what I'm talking about. Good segue. What, about, what do we got about Clint? Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about Higgy before we move on. Can you just like appreciate for a second the unbelievable pitch framing? I mean, I looked, yeah, at, I looked at the numbers. Good. I looked at the numbers and the numbers and the eye test line up. He is 100th percentile That's in pitch good. framing. 100th percentile, meaning he's the best in pitch framing. And it shows, dude, the first pitch of the game. When Cole was in, mm-hmm. there was a clear ball. He stole a strike right to start. It was it was so outside, and he went. For those watching on YouTube, I just that, that went must like this make it so much easier. I wasn't a pitcher; I was a catcher. It wasn't admittedly that good at framing, but you know how much confidence that must give your pitcher to know that your oh, catcher yeah. can take anything that sniffs the black and make it a strike. Oh hell yeah! Like your strike zone is huge now. It's like, unbelievably huge. Be it's just crazy. crazy. I think he stole the next one too. Just the first flies two so yeah. far under the radar. But he did get squeezed a little bit today. Yeah, the ump, the ump was a little inconsistent today. But yeah. besides the fact he's still an amazing framer, so gotta give him credit for that. So Clint, two for his last sixteen, two home runs. Yeah, I'm worried because all I, the big thing that I have to say about this, I don't have too much to say about it because it's kind of the same old song and dance with Clint. But both times he, both of the, his last two home runs and however many of the plate appearances. I either said to the person I was watching the game with or texted in our group chat saying he needed that. And I'm thinking like, oh, that's the home run that's going to spark him and have him come back and like actually be really good. And the Clint that I've been wanting to see. And then so far it hasn't happened yet. Hoping this one today actually starts that. We'll see. I literally said the same thing today. As soon as he hit that, I was like, yeah, Clint needed that. And I said that the last three home runs he's hit. We said that the last. Absolutely. I was about to say, we said it the very last home run. It's like, oh, and I tweeted this too. I said, "Oh, Clint, left field is your job to take. Go yeah. and take it." No, like th- that home run is a step. The last home run was also a step. I thought he would catch fire after that, and then he goes over his last six, and then he hits another home run. It's like, dude, that job is literally yours. Go take it, and you just no. It's his job to lose more. I no, think. it's not. It's no. At the, no, at, in the beginning of the season, agree with you, Luke. In the beginning of the season, it was his job to lose, and he lost it. Now it's like, okay, this job was already yours. You can easily go back and take it, but you're not swinging the bat. Now he's swinging the bat a little bit more, but now you got to hit the ball. Like swinging the bat's one thing. Everybody else swings the bat. You weren't. Now you are. Hit the ball. And it's just like yeah, he's, at least he's, he's not swinging. being consistent. That's yeah. True. Uh, that's the thing. At least he's swinging now. Like before, he was kind of just mentally not swinging. His, his mental state was not, um, was the reason why he was not hitting. That's what I was trying to say. The reason that I'm worried is because if he continues down this path, I think he's going to get less and less opportunities. But then I, I think that like Stanton, he's all of a sudden someday in the next, hopefully in the next month or so, is just going to flip a switch and be lights out. I can like, I see that coming eventually. It's just whether or not that comes in time for him when he's still playing every day, because if he keeps hitting under, I think he's hitting under 150, and that's just not going to happen. I think it may have went. I I think he was 158 before the game started today. Okay, so he's probably still around there because he went one for three. So it's probably around the same area. Either I mean, way, I hope, he, I hope he, he I hope up. he figures it out in time because I, I have faith that he will. But can you? I just I keep thinking about this. Like, can you imagine Clint being the Clint we expected in the nine out of the nine hole? <laughs> no, I can't imagine. That. Like what? Yeah. Like if we have that kind of production, that is, that's just the cherry on top of what we need. And it's just you know, I'm not gonna get it too into it because it's just like high hopes. But 
you know, I just yeah, we we've we, we've been sitting on this podcast way too many times, just thinking about how cool it would be if Clint was good. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing it's like, like can you imagine? <laughs> but it's true though. Like we know what he can do. It's not like he's an unproven player. He yeah, it is. He no, like totally I'm saying, like player. we know what he can. You know, we know what he's capable of, but he's just been so inconsistent with it. Listen, it's I'm different a, I'm, than Mike Ford, say, who we yeah. think Mike Ford we don't sucks. Think Mike Ford can be that much better than he is. <laughs> he stinks. Hey, I, all right, I actually had a question Mike about Mike Ford. Ford. No, I Mike Ford sucks. I don't know if either of you guys have looked this up. He was hitting 097 before his last plate appearance today, so probably even lower than that. Could just with two home runs. Are his only two hits home runs? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I like. I'm pretty sure they are. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if that's actually true. But if he's hitting under 100, he hasn't been up that long. He only has two hits. We're gonna call out the Mike Ford line from now on. So, so like when Anduhar comes up, he'll still be in there because Rochelle's hurt. Speaking of Anduhar, do you you guys have any confidence that he comes back to his Rookie of the Year form? I'm gonna call him Rookie of the Year. Fuck Otani. And do well, no, Glaber was rookie of the year. That oh no, he no, was. Oh, he was over Glaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any confidence but, um, at all that he remotely comes close to being the offensive player that he was before? I'm gonna Quick say answer, just yes or no. No, because I don't think he's gonna get the opportunity. Murph, to do yes so. or no? Nah, he's not gonna hit 42 doubles again, but he'll be serviceable. You know, I mean that's that's a season long stat. He's already missed some time. I'm just saying, like the the type of at bat, the type of player he was in the box on a game to game basis. I think I agree with you, what you're saying because he's not going to get the opportunities that he did that season. Never. Because he played third base. We didn't have Geo at the time. But, you know, in a little bit of a a lessened offensive role, you think he could be remotely close? Like, what are we expecting out of him coming back into this lineup? Not not his rookie of the year. I don't think he hits two. What do you yeah. hit? Like, two-something, two, like, 80. Regardless, I thought, do you think like, he'll be like really hot? Like, I think he's going to be, like, a 240, 250-type hitter, maybe 20 home runs and maybe 20 doubles. I mean, 20 home runs. Like, I mean, good, that, that's if he plays every day. That, that's if Gio is out for the season and then he plays every day. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, no, that's assuming full playing. Time. You know, that's, yeah. you know, no one wants that. But I, I'm expecting... Honestly, I'm expecting a lot because I feel like I was... A lot. Yeah, because I was looking at some of his AAA stats. He's hit a couple home runs the past few games. I feel like he'll kind of come in. I hope he'll come in with like a chip on his shoulder type thing where he – I feel like him out of everybody, like he's he's the type of guy who has something to prove, like really, because he, again, should have won, should have won Rookie of the Year. He should have been a Rookie of the Year. And then after that, he just hasn't had opportunities to play. Two years ago, though, like, who gives but, a fuck anymore? Well, yeah, he I'm got say, hurt. I'm saying that because, I'm saying that because it's not like he had that season and then didn't have he opportunities hit to play. Like, like he, yeah, seventy five games and got sent down. Yeah, because yeah, he had no right. opportunity to play. He got hurt and then he got sent down and then Geo became Geo and then just very unfortunate events for this guy's career. So we don't know, and it's not like. It's just sus because we probably won't know because Geo is there and Geo is our third baseman. So let's play a game. Our red games. To end this episode out because we have a reservation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Murphy. But let's no, play a game right. of ceiling and floor. So what is the absolute ceiling? Because like you said, I think I like what you said. I think. I don't want to give you too much credit. But God forbid. So <laughs> you were saying... Said you said something that I agreed with, but I think I already t- t- forgot. Today, Junior, I say very few good things, so I know it shouldn't check be that. The, no, should, check the tape. That's shouldn't true. be that hard. I said and do hard. Just floors and ceilings, shoots and ladders. Well, I was just saying floor and ceiling. You know, here's what it was. You were basically saying that he has something to prove, and I completely agree that he has something to prove. But I also feel like you know, that's 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 a saying that's reserved for people that are kind of somebody. He went from being a total stud better than Glaber in a year where Glaber was the prospect and you know Andrew Hart beat him out and was higher in rookie of the year voting. So you're somebody then. He's a flat out nobody right now. You 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 don't have a spot in this roster. You are not even enticing enough for a trade from that one year because there's no DH in half the teams, so you clearly can't field He's legitimately a nobody right now. He's he a 24-year-old used to be. Used to be. And used to be for a very short period. Barely even was anything for that. It's one season. 
And, you know, he's been hurt. He's been in and out. He doesn't have a position. He doesn't get the reps because he doesn't field. But, I mean, he has all of it to prove. I wouldn't say he has something to prove. He has everything to prove. And if he doesn't prove it, which is why I think I have a little faith in him because he realizes that he may be out of a job in this league if he doesn't do something about it, whether it's offensively for sure. If he, if he produces offensively, that could get him a DH spot on another team if it's not this team. It could be this team. But he has to also, you know, maybe show other teams potentially that he can field too, because that is clearly a big red flag right now. Nobody wants him. He won't, he has no trade value because of that. So maybe I think personally for this year, maybe it's, you know, just a great bench bat to have. I think that's the ceiling that I would give him. I don't think he's ever going to be a third baseman because Gio's there. As long as Gio's there, he's not, he's not there. That's not even, I wouldn't even put that as a, as a ceiling to, even potentially take a job from Gio. It's Gio's job. It's you have no chance at that. I don't even give a fuck how well he plays. He will never take that job. No. Gio has consistently so, yeah, earned a time and time again. There to, so long as Gio's there to defend it, I agree. But it's kind of a shame because, like, I really liked Andahar when he was up. He was actually one of my favorite players that year when he was one rookie of the year. Um, I would love to see him come in second to Shohei Otani in an MVP race someday. That would be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the Yankees, the course. rematch. And it'd be really cool if Glaber came in third. But no, yeah. you know, I like, I, it sucks that he doesn't really have a spot right now because I, I really do like watching him play. I hate watching him field, but I like watching him hit. And so, like, realistically, it's we're not going to see much of it. Yeah, so. I got to agree with that because. Like we were saying it before the episode started, we were like, who are the other infielders who could be potential bench people or utility guys? And and Duhar's probably the next on the list besides Tyler Wade. And on a completely healthy team, I honestly rather Tyler Wade in the bench because of his fielding and speed and like base running abilities. Which is kind of crazy to say, especially because I know we just haven't seen him do hard in so long. And, and for the split second, we did see him when he came up last season and played a couple games. It wasn't anything exciting, really. Yeah, so right back. It, it's tough because he's in an impossible situation and just hasn't, you know, proved himself since the rookie of the year season. And his, uh, his ceiling isn't too high, in my opinion. Ceiling's super, super not high. The floor is super duper low, like not have a job low. And I I truly believe, I think, if he was able to field remotely close. No, not even that. I think if there was a DH in the National League, I think he would have been in the Talkman deal. I think that's yeah, I mean, how, we, I think that's how little he means. As a, as a replacement to Talkman? No, as a, no, as a part of the deal, we get something a little bit more back than Wandy, whatever the fuck. Well, I actually disagree. When you said that his ceiling's low and his floor is lower, I actually think it's kind of the other way around. I think that well, he was ceiling, his floor two years ago. He was rookie of the year. We know he can be good, so I think his ceiling's really high. And on he's the Yankees, not on the Yankees, lower. on the Yankees, though. I don't yeah, like right now, happening. obviously, he doesn't have a path to the lineup, but that doesn't mean his ceiling's not high. We yes, know it what does. Kind of his ceiling, his ceiling's literally being blocked by people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, the reason whole we're talking about it because he's going to come up and and play. Hopefully, he plays over Wade. Yeah, but he plays. The, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. But also, so like you know, other thing, he was if the guy can hit, they'll find a spot for him. They're playing him in left field. In, in that's what I was going to say. And I mean, not that he should play left field, but he was playing left. But also, like you know, it'd keep him up if he can play third and left. That's going to keep him on the major league roster at least. Hot he can take. figure it out. Especially now that Talkman's gone. Hot take. Something to keep an eye on. I think he plays. Less, I think he gets it less at bats for the rest of the season than Tyler Wade because of defensive replacement. Yeah, I agree. Reps that Wade's gonna get. Yeah, that's not like that crazy of a take. I do, I do think though. I think best case scenario for Andujar, I think that. Also, I don't want to say it's because I want you to be okay. But if Gio is hurt, and let's thank God he's not. Let's hope the guy he's not. If he's hurt. And then if Clint and Gardner still are hitting like dog shit, I feel like you have to call him. You have to give him more opportunities. Especially, you know, obviously, if, if Gio's hurt, he'll be playing third base. But if Gio comes back after that and Clint and Gardner are still not playing well, I think you just got to throw him out there. I don't know. I'm all for it. I'm all f- I, would, I would like to see what he's got in the tank. Yeah. That'll do it from us. 
That is enough talk. I am high on the Yankees World Series. Absolutely back on. What are you touching me for? I'm just saying that uh, we record a little 10-minute uh, segment with the Action Network MLB betting experts. So if you want to stick around for that, uh, we'll be playing that right after, right after this. So stick around and listen to that. It's pretty cool. I'm also a betting expert. So if you want to follow my bets, download the Action Network app, which is where we track the apps. Track the apps, not the apps. Track the bets that we make. We make me, Murph, uh, Damon, and whoever that guy Chandler is. We make our bets every morning for usually baseball. We try to step outside the realm of baseball, but it doesn't usually work out too well. So don't ride our picks with anybody but my bets on the Knicks. It's- uh, that always hits. But, yeah, follow my action, download the app. Then you just search up my name, 161 Luke, 161 Murph, 161 Damon, 161 Bing. And you, whenever we place bets, you'll just see whatever bets we take, and it's a lot of fun. Take the other one. Yeah, you just just it's fade, just as fade every pick. <laughs> fade every pick that we have. It's hard to be 30% at betting as it is to be 70% at betting. It's true. If you're betting, like, spread, everyone's 50-50. And no while you're here, probably. we would love it if you guys gave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Uh, yeah. It's just really cool. You're on the app already, I guess. Sometimes, some some of you are. <laughs> if you're on, oh, hiccups, I think. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. I know you need, I know you need The upper hand even when we aren't fighting Cause in the past you had to prepare every time Don't wanna leave, don't wanna leave But if you're gonna fight then do it for